the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And I'm on. This is Dr. Bill. Somebody get me a doctor. A little bit of Van Halen. You are a doctor. I am a doctor. Oh, my God. I don't have to go get one. We've got one. So I've got you. You've got me. And we're here on the show. We're also streaming live on Facebook and I think on YouTube. But I don't know. I can't figure all this social stuff out. i got to hire somebody to handle all this for me now that I'm getting big and important. Am I getting big and important? You've always been big and important. Long before there was social media. On social media, I'm 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 hot, baby. I'm hot. So I finally figured out how to answer friendship requests. So I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there, folks. I'm getting there. It took All me right. a while too, so don't feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I don't care. I'm. You know, we're we're the same vintage. So this is a little bit. Uh, it's not difficult. It just is a, a different learning curve for us, and I'm sure it is for a lot of people. Oh, the certainly. kids. Yeah. They don't have a problem though. No, they're born into it. It's, it's, it's second nature to them now. Yeah, it's part of their DNA. Exactly, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, there's some electronic things inserted in their DNA, so they know how to do all this. Speaking of which, my son called me yesterday afternoon on, on the way home. I spent the, uh, the day off and on. I had to, of course, break and go make rounds and grab some lunch. But I went down to Home Depot and rented uh, a track hoe, a little track hoe, you know, with the bucket on the front and all that and we have to dig a, a a ditch in the yard at the office to put in some conduits, some plastic pipes, so we can pull uh, electrical wire through because we're putting in an LED sign out front, a big four by eight foot, pretty cool looking. And we had to go from 110 to 220. So uh, we were struggling during the week, my my man Bill and I, and and so I said. Saturday morning, I, I can't do this. My back just won't take it. So I went and rented the thing and actually worked pretty well, but it doesn't like uh, oak tree roots. It doesn't do well with that. And by the way, you'll be happy to know that in my zeal and in my great effort to accomplish this task, I broke not only one of the sprinkler lines, but I broke the incoming water line. Oh, man. Doc, doc, doc. <laughs> uh, it was a gusher, baby. I ran out there and turned <laughs> off the main cutoff valve, let it dry, and it, it took me about 15, 20 minutes to cut some more PVC and glue it back together, and it, it worked. So if you got water, and then, so that's good. And then we got water, and then I got the sprinkler hooked back up and uh, actually got a whole got about 25, 30 feet of, of, uh, of, uh, conduit laid in and buried it again. I was real proud of myself and it was a big, big deal for me. But, uh, I'll tell you those little machines, you think, uh, you think they're, they're easy to use. You, you have to be very ambidextrous and foot dexterous too. What do you call it? Petty dexterous, I guess, mm. but I actually did it. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was an interesting task. I, I like 
I like challenging myself in that way to to see if I can still do eye hand coordination. You know, you gotta you gotta stay young. The only way you can do it, Ken, is by being in the game, being active. I guess uh, when I have a situation like that, I'm. I usually just, you know, get on my phone and call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Your eye-hand coordination is... <laughs> exactly. That's about as far as it takes me these days, yeah. <laughs> so, at any rate, speaking of staying active and uh, staying in the game, oh, my gosh, did you see the president last night, this morning? Oh, How's he doing? I haven't seen anything this he's morning. He's doing great. You know, he got the he got the full... He got the full tilt boogie. I mean, he got the whole uh, shebang. I'll go into that a little later. Uh, we'll talk about the treatment that he's received, but he got everything. He got even the new uh, uh, antibodies that are being uh, extracted from hyperimmune serum that's or plasma. That's people who have had the virus, and then they go in and they actually extract just that antibody out of the plasma. It's a very costly process. And then they also have got um, a mouse that they have uh, um, given the the COVID virus to, and they've also given them a, they've inserted a human genome into their genetic code so that they will make an antibody specific for humans. And so that's being used. So he's had a cocktail of these two different antibodies. It's it's pretty neat. Now, how do these antibodies work? Well, I've told you this before, you know, the monoclonal antibodies. They are proteins that will attach themselves to foreign bodies that enter our system. And they can also go crazy and attach themselves to our own tissue. And then that's an autoimmune disease like rheumatoid arthritis or psoriasis. But at any rate, they attach to the virus. They attach to the little spike proteins. And then the white blood cells come along and say, hey, you don't belong here and start gobbling them up. So that's a good thing. That's a great thing. He's getting a whole bunch of other things. We'll go into that in a little bit. But he apparently dropped his oxygen levels and had a fever. So that was an indication that he needed more intensive therapy than just staying at home. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that it was difficult for him to leave the White House. But I'm sure they reassured him that he would have a safer workplace at Walter Reed because, you know, they have an executive suite for uh, big government guys and, and uh, generals and admirals and all that. And so he probably realized that not only would he be safer because he'd be in an environment where they could immediately draw blood and get results back in 10 minutes, but he could also uh, protect his own staff and his own house, house staff at the White House. You know, you don't want to uh, be uh, uh, um, an, an enticement for people to run in and say, how are you doing? And, you know... The, that's just human nature. I mean, the, the people that take care of him in the White House, the people in the kitchen, they're all concerned. They're all going to be coming up and wanting to see him, as well as his own staff and, and his own family. And I think for everybody's sake, it was a good idea that he went to Walter Reed. I'm glad that he made that decision. And apparently he did it on his own. He listened to the advice and he said, yeah, I need to go. And I guess he was pretty sick, too. He had a fever. So, and now he's afebrile, his oxygen saturations are back in the normal range, and he feels great. This is going to be a great thing, Ken. You know why? Why? Why is it going to be a it's, great thing? It's going to take the steam out of Biden's argument that this is some kind of awful killer disease and that Trump hasn't done anything to, to fight it. And now look at all the armamentarium we have. We've got remdesivir. We've got the monoclonal antibodies. We've got, uh, we've got the anticoagulants. We've got the, the corticosteroids, dexamethasone, all these things that we have come up with, all these treatments. And uh, you know what? You can't 
argue with it or against it. If the president goes in on what Wednesday, he went in. Was it Thursday? Yeah, I think it was Thursday, wasn't it? Thursday, uh, and then next Wednesday he'll be back out on the campaign trail. If I know him, so. and he's a 74 year old man. Is that what? Seventy four years old, yeah. baby. So. Now he he's basically in good health, other than just being a you know a fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> He chunked up nicely over the years, but that's okay, you know. He, but he has no high blood pressure, no diabetes, no high cholesterol. Doesn't drink, uh, doesn't, doesn't smoke, doesn't do any of that kind of thing. No, he doesn't do anything. He just chases his beautiful wife around the bedroom. I'm sure when he has time. But and, how's uh, she doing? We haven't heard. I haven't heard a thing about her. She's got it too. She's got a little. She's achy. Yeah. She's got a headache, and she's doing fine. I hope so. Baron's okay. I haven't heard anything about him. Oh, they don't, then, you know, they have been very protective of that kid, but you know, he's a kid. I mean, even if he gets a big deal, yeah. did he, did he have it? Did he test positive? I, I don't, don't know. know. I haven't heard. So, so we've, we've got a president who is going to be the poster child for, we can cure this disease. And you know, the death rate, the, the mortality rate for this is now about like flu is. Uh, so we, we've got our arms around this. And once the, uh, once the, vaccine comes out this is over and you know what i can't believe i can't believe biden standing up there in a national debate and saying that as long as trump is president he won't take the vaccine i i, I mean what it's he said that in the debate what? he said i'm not going to take the vaccine because i can't trust that man and pointing at trump you can't trust him okay what's, well what's trump got to do with developing the vaccine well that's than- kind of what i'm thinking here yeah Pumping billions of dollars into the uh, into the research, and you know, this as we've talked about before on the show, there's multiple different vaccines being produced. They're all based on on uh, the uh, S protein, the spike protein, which is what these monoclonal antibodies are doing that he's getting from uh, from the various c- companies that are producing them, and it works. And as I've been saying for months, we've got our arms around this. We've had almost no, I think we've had one death since July at our hospital, and I'm not even sure that it was from the COVID. I think the lady had some other problems. We are on top of this. I mean, there's just no reason to panic. Wear your mask, and if you do get sick, uh, then you give me a call. And by the way, my number is right behind me there if you're looking at me on Facebook, 727-384-6411. And we'll do a telemedicine visit with you, 727-384-6411. We can give you treatment outpatient. If you're really sick, we get you in the hospital so that we can give you the remdesivir, which the president also has taken. And uh, this has not been approved by the FDA, but we don't care. Because, Ken, we've been using it since March. Early March, we got it. You're seeing results, and that's all that really matters to you. It matters, yeah. and it, it works. And yeah. uh, this is this is a big gun drug, and so we need you in the hospital so we can check your kidney and liver functions daily. And that's why another reason why they told the president he needs to come to Walter Reed because they've got all the equipment there. They've got the chemistry lab and all that. They can take care of things and get to him in a hurry. And you got a you got a house full of uh, uh, fellows and residents and interns, and uh, you've got staff doctors who I'm sure are sleeping around the clock. You've got emergency doctors that are on call all the time, trauma doctors that are there. So if something un- untowered would happen to him, uh, you know, they could take care of him in a hurry, and, and that's a good thing. So we wish him well. 
and we send our thoughts and our prayers out. If you're a praying kind of person, say a prayer for, for the men. Now, the other thing that got me all upset, I'll go back into how some of these medications work later in the show, but something else that got me all upset was the, uh, the, the, the stuff going around that Trump refused to condemn white supremacists. I think that, when was the debate? It was what, Tuesday? Two, uh, Wednesday night. That was Wednesday night. Was Wednesday, Wednesday night? Was it Tuesday? I don't know. The whole, last, was, whole last week is a kind of a blur for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, I looked at him and I said, he's not up to his game the, to, to, about President Trump because he was leaning on the podium. Did you see that? He yeah, was a little leaning. bit. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, unless he was leaning over to make a point to Marco Rubio about how small he was. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me laugh now. <laughs> I never see him do that. He's always standing erect with his hands on either side of the podium. Yeah, he had to be feeling. He had to be feeling bad. He did look week. a little off, didn't he? He did look yeah. off, and he said, "Stand by and stand down." And everybody read that as him telling the white supremacists to stand by and stand down. And I don't think that's what he meant. I think he was talking to Biden and to. Uh, everybody else to say, you know, let me gather my thoughts. But he has said on how many occasions now huh. in the last six months that he condemns all violence, no matter where it's coming from. Of course he condemns it. And if you look at factcheck.org, uh, there's a Trump, there's a post from them, Trump has condemned white supremacists. And this was posted on February 11th, 2020. And uh, he has said that, uh, that on multiple occasions, and we'll play that next week. I've got some clips that we can queue up, but I didn't want to uh, get people too confused about this. But on August 14th, 2017, he issued a statement from the White House on this. Um, he said it again in 2018 and in 2019, and I'll see if I can find that and read it for you. So there's plenty of data. And then, as you know, as he was leaving the White House on, on September 30th, he said that. Uh, if you, if you, I'll tell you what, at the break, I'll send that little bit over to you, Ken, and we'll see if we can cue that up in the second half of the show. But uh, he said it over and over and over again. And August 15th, 2017, uh, you said there was hatred, there was violence on both sides. Trump, well, I do think there's blame. Yes, I think there's blame on both sides. You look at it, you look at both sides. I think that there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it. And and you don't have any doubt about it either. And, and, and if you reported it accurately, you would say that. So I think that he has uh, repeatedly uh, condemned violence on both sides and has specifically spoke about racism and white supremacists, right? White supremacy. So I think that this is something that, uh, that we, we have to be honest about. And of course, Raj, my liberal buddy in the anesthesia department, he said, oh, he never condemned white supremacy and neo-Nazis. I said, oh, Reggie has too, multiple times. And he said, well, I'll show you. And I said, okay. And he said, and he's done drugs too. I said, show me, show me some facts. Well, I'm going to send it right to you. Of course, I never heard back from him. (laughs) 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 It's like my sister's. He said that the coronavirus was a hoax. Uh, you know, I send them the whole speech, and of course, they just hang up the phone. They don't want to hear from me. <laughs> well, good way to avoid your sister, I guess. You know, I mean, I like my sisters, and they're they're 
they're harmless, except in an election year. And then I'm trying to figure out how to neutralize their vote. Now, my next door neighbor, she's voting for Biden. I wanted to help her out and take her ballot up to the mailbox for her, but she wouldn't let me. <laughs> Doesn't even trust you to touch it, huh? <laughs> no, no. That's I, sad. I said, I said, Barb, I'm, I'm, I'm your friend. I'm your next door neighbor. I'm your doctor. I'm here to help you and take care of you. Give me the damn ballot. <laughs> I trust you with my health, but don't touch my ballot. Don't you dare touch my, you can touch my body, but not my ballot. <laughs> so my son called me and he wanted my take on it. And I said, look, Zeke, we've been doing all of this except for the, uh, the antibodies, which are relatively new and they're still in an experimental phase. They've been tried on monkeys and mice, but uh, I guess Trump's probably one of the first humanoids to actually receive it. And it works, you know, it works very well. And so does remdesivir. He's also getting some other things. And uh, Zeke said, well, do you think he'll be okay? I said, yeah, I thought he'd be okay the, the, the minute I heard it announced. I said, we've been treating this successfully since March. And I told him all the things that we were doing. And he said, Dad, why aren't you publicizing it? Why aren't you guys going on, on national news to let the world know what you're doing? I said, well, first of all, HCA, you know, the Hospital Corporation of America, which is the company that owns St. Petersburg General, our little hospital, they don't like any kind of publicity, good or bad, unless they write it and they put it through their attorneys and it's all vetted out. And it's all mamby-pamby stuff anyway, you know, like we're here for you and the response time in the ER is 10 minutes and all that. So they're, they're marketing people and they've had, you know, they had a lot of legal problems back in the 1980s and 90s, Ken. For what? Well, they bought, uh, or Columbia HCA, you know, they merged, and Columbia was Rick Scott's baby, mm -hmm. and HCA was the uh, the doctors up in Nashville. And uh, and this is one thing that they criticized Rick Scott for. Three or four of the hospitals in South Florida were uh, indicted and uh, were pursued by the federal government, by the Department of Justice, for upcoding to get more money, so they'd take a uncomplicated heart attack and then say it was a complicated heart attack and you get a little bit more money from the uh, from the Medicare fund. So they were upcoding and they got caught. And, uh, and of course, they wanted to blame Rick Scott. And the the merger happened before it became public knowledge. Now, whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. But uh, Columbia HCA actually paid, I don't know, one or two billion dollars, which was a lot of money back in 1990. Now that's just pocket change. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now you got to get to the trillions before you're really that's right. Exactly. And, uh, and so they paid a big fine and boy, they have been, they are so super strict about everything legal. Uh, you can't believe the hoops they put us through. And when they have a coding query, which are queries that the coding department sends to the doctors after a patient's been discharged to say, uh, you have in your note that this was acute, uh, diastolic heart failure. Is this really acute diastolic heart failure? Well, I said it in my note, but they want you to check it again. Now, this is one of the stupidest things. It, it kind of goes overboard. So I got one query this week, and it said, your note says X, Y, Z, and you've got chest X-ray and echocardiogram and all these supporting documentations, uh, and you said it was acute diastolic heart failure. Uh, please check if this is acute diastolic heart failure. So I checked agree, and then a little box pops up underneath it and says, could you please enter the diagnosis? 
I, I got in trouble for this one. I said, this is silly. I just said it above. <laughs> well, Phil, our coding nurse, he, he caught me early in the morning, and he said, they're not happy with you, Doc. <laughs> he said, you know, that's part of the permanent record. I said, good. <laughs> Let it work its way up to the corporate yeah. lawyers. They can read it. And he said, I agree with you. It is silly, but, you know, they're, they have their ways. And they, they want to know. Uh, exactly what you did and how you did it, and they want you to code it as precisely as possible. Of course, they want the the most uh, uh, the highest code that you can legitimately support, so that they can continue to make money and keep their hospitals open and make the what's it the Fisk family, the Frisk family up in Tennessee, make them uh, multi-trillionaires over and over. <laughs> but that that's okay. I don't mind. I mean, I'm I'm not here to count everybody else's money. I'm here to take care of people and and count my own money, make sure that I'm doing okay. I'm all right. I got plenty of food, plenty of beer, got a nice house, got a nice wife, got all the things I need in life, and we'll be able to retire in a few years. You're so, a lucky man. Well, you know, I think we're all lucky having been born and raised in, in this country. And, uh, you know, I got to laugh. I see these these TV ads of these children that are hungry. And they're the healthiest-looking kids in the neighborhood, you know. They're, yeah. they're in good shape, and they're slim and trim and all that. But... I, you know, I don't no, there are other I, parts of the world you're you're worse to live in. Let me just say oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So at any rate, that's that's the story on the coding. And so my my son, he's he's asking me all these things, and I'm explaining to him that HCA doesn't like publicity, and they would not allow us to make any kind of an advertisement uh, showing the world what we've been doing since early March, and as well. Uh, Denise Balcazar, our infectious disease doctor, who was so proactive and one of the first people, I'm sure, in the state and the country to get compassionate use for remdesivir, the antiviral agent. Uh, she says, I am not going on radio. I'm not going on TV. I don't have any interest in that. And and uh, Dr. Lanza, our, our intensivist, who was so proactive as well, along with uh, uh, Dr. Hendricks and some of the other people, we sat around the lunch table for four or five days and brainstormed this way back in early March, and everybody had a little bit of, of the truth and a piece of the research, but nobody wants to do it. I mean, what, I would love to get more PR for me, for my show, and for my antifungal nail gel study, which I'm doing, and for telemedicine, but uh, I, I don't know that, that that would be the best way for me to do it. Uh, it would probably be... Uh, counterproductive in some ways you know it would detract from what i'm really trying to do which is disseminate knowledge uh keep the practice going and get my antifungal nail gel study completed by the way i need some more volunteers for that you get free nail gel it's three visits we need some blood uh, i need to check up on you and see how your toenails are doing basically we're looking to see if there's any absorption of diclofenic sodium which is a, a cousin of uh, aspirin and motrin and advil do I have to go to the office, or can I just send you the clippings? Well, no, we can we can send uh, we can send the lab draw to you oh, too. But, okay. So we can do a telemedicine visit. That's legitimate now, <clears throat> and we can have the lab come to you. <clears throat> they they will do a mobile for you, and so you can join that. It's seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one. We'll send you out the gel. It's in a Good-looking tube. You can see it behind me if you're on social media. I designed it myself, and this is my own formula. 
It's very safe. I've been using it for over a year now, Ken, and I haven't had any problems. We've tested about 10 people. There's absolutely no absorption of the of the anti-inflammatory diclofenic sodium. And uh, I've used this because, along with an antifungal because there's an inflammatory response that goes with the infection in your toenails. So it really does work well. And uh, then we've got an agent in there to dissolve the dead, the dead toenail, too. Uh, it's a tremendous thing. Everybody loves it. So Give the phone the, number again. Because if you don't have to go into the office, it couldn't be easier. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can come to the office, too. 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. And you can go to our website, too, Bay, bayareamed.com or cancareclinic.com. And you can always uh, you can always call the station and they'll they'll give you my number too. Yeah, absolutely, uh, yes. They better. <laughs> we will. <laughs> or I'm not going to give anybody any more free mugs or free care. Oh, the free care, really? Oh well, not you, Ken. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say I didn't. You hit got that good in. insurance, dude. I do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but Joe calls me. I'm sick, doc. Send me a Z pack. <laughs> like okay joe <laughs> make sure you're there sunday to help ken that's all i care about <laughs> so ken doesn't push the wrong button that's right my big fat fingers my big fat fingers getting in the way that's right hey so you want to take got, a break we can take a break if you like uh, yeah yeah we'll take uh, a break, a break. If I can, yeah and i'll send you something about this uh this uh, uh, condemnation of the white supremacists from trump and maybe we can cue that up later in the show we'll give if it not, a shot next week Okay. All right. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. President Trump continues to recover in the hospital from the coronavirus, spent his second night there yesterday. Trump's doctors uh, express cautious optimism. They say he's not out of the woods yet for his part. President tweeted out a video last night saying he's beginning to feel better and hopes to be back in the White House soon. He's been up and moving around, his doctor said, and conducting business without any particular difficulty. Another person has been killed by an exploding Takata airbag inflator, bringing the worldwide death toll to at least 26. The latest one happened last month in Mesa, Arizona, in the crash of a 2002 Honda Civic. That's the 17th death from the airbag inflators in this country. And a South Carolina police chief has announced the death of an officer following a shooting in Myrtle Beach. Details remain unclear. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser. Doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. 
For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Handelman for our good friends at Tampa Bay Imaging. TBI provides state-of-the-art MRI and CT scanning with the lowest radiation possible. Most insurance plans accepted and self-pay rates are very competitive. TBI is conveniently located in Tampa and St. Pete with evening and weekend appointments. So call TBI today or ask your doctor. In Tampa, call 813-386-3674. St. Pete, call 727-545-9674. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on Balance of Nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I'd have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50. And, you know, your body starts wearing down. But now with nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code results take am 860 the answer with you wherever you go with our mobile app the answer tampa.com alexa tune in iheart and at radio.com to battle is to fight to struggle to overcome and ultimately for the marine corps it means to win there is no alternative it's not just a statement of intent it's a promise to our nation a promise kept for more than two centuries a promise of the marines your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Periods of rain. A thunderstorm today with a high 79. Tonight, plenty of clouds with a thunderstorm and a low 72. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a high of 85. And on Tuesday, humid with times of clouds and sunshine with a high of 89. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860. The Answer. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill. We still got a little bit of uh, Van Halen. I think it's, is that Jamie, uh, what's his name, Roth? David Lee Roth singing? Uh, was David Lee Roth still with the band at that time? I think he was, yes. He came and went a few times. Yes, he Boy, has. <laughs> very talented, Jewish side of the family, by the way. He can sing and dance. I think he's a little, uh, probably a little hyperactive. And uh, I, as I recall, his parents took him to psychiatrists when he was a teenager. But, boy, is he successful or yeah. was he successful? Well, My goodness. Not and off, he's successful, yes. And a tremendous voice and a tremendous uh, stage performer, too. Uh, he's done some videos, uh, that uh, some music videos that are just stupendous. 
I like rate. it. I like it because I haven't been a disc jockey for a while, so I get to play some rock and roll on the radio. That's cool. Yeah, man. Nice and choice you, today, Doc. Well, you're you're the one. You're on it. <laughs> I did it for you. Thank you. So, somebody get me a doctor. Excellent. <clears throat> Excellent. So we're back, and we've been talking about the president and about his health, and we're going to go into in a minute uh, some of the medications and how they work. We also talked about uh, his uh, condemnation of white supremacy, and we'll play some of those next week. Uh, we were just looking at uh, a speech from the White House back in 2019 uh, after a mass shooting in which he condemned white supremacy and all forms of racism, and he said he's he's anti-violence. Uh, he's, he's obviously... Uh, uh, as close to a pacifist as you can be and still be the president. He's trying to get us out of wars and uh, he, but he condemns all, all violence. And that's a good thing. I mean, you know, there's no reason for people to be knocking each other on the head and shooting at each other over their political views. We can work this out. We'll just sit down and figure it out. And we were also talking at the break, Ken and I about opening up again and about how the president having contracted the virus and been sick with it. He dropped his oxygen saturation levels and had a fever and uh, was fatigued, didn't feel well, ended up in the hospital at Walter Reed, getting all the latest treatments. And he's doing great this morning. And I think that he is now the poster child for uh, showing that we do have our arms around this. We can treat it. And the mortality, the death rate from this has fallen to the same levels or lower than that of the influenza uh, virus, which we have anywhere from 20 to 50,000, 60,000 deaths a year. So the, the only thing is, is that this is a much more contagious bug. So a lot more people have contracted it. But as more people contracted and we see that and test and see positivity, we also realize that the death rate is much, much lower than we ever uh, envisioned initially. And we can treat it. And the vaccine will be out soon. So this, this is going to take the wind out of the sails of the Dems because they're not going to be able to say, well, you haven't come up with anything that works and you've handled this whole thing terribly and you don't know what you're doing and you're an idiot. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. <laughs> you know, his own, his own uh, uh, efforts at developing treatment for this virus have paid off for him. And he's taken experimental doses of the new antibody drugs, and uh, he's doing great. Now, some of these antibodies are derived from mice. Uh, if he starts squeaking <laughs> and, and, and just sniffing, you know, and wanting a piece of cheese. Yeah, I was going to say, you want to give me some cheese. Yeah. Give me some cheese, then, <laughs> then we'll worry. But I don't see that happening. He looks like he's, he's up working this morning. Did you see him? He's sitting at a desk <clears throat> working his little skinny little butt off. That's good. That's good. We love it. And so uh, I'm real pleased that I'm sorry that he caught it and I hope he feels better, but I'm pleased that he's getting better. And I'm pleased that he's going to show the world that the efforts that he has made specifically in helping to develop uh, uh, antiviral treatments for this bug have, have paid off. You know, the remdesivir is working. And uh, these monoclonal antibodies are working. We know that the, the steroids help. He's getting a cocktail of, uh, of zinc and vitamin C as well and taking some over-the-counter kind of medications. 
And I don't know that anybody's shown that zinc and vitamin C will cure this. But what we do know is that if you have low levels of zinc, if you're undersupplied with zinc, that you're more susceptible to a host of viruses. So this is something that we uh, that we really uh, are glad to see. Then we're glad to see the president's doing well. By the way, I wanted to talk a little bit about the pharmacology of some of these drugs so that you're not in the dark. Now, the remdesivir is the uh, the uh, Gilead drug that was developed initially to treat uh, possibly COVID SARS back in the early 2000s, as well as to see if it would have any effect against the HIV virus. It is an adenosine nucleotide prodrug. And you say, what's an adenosine nucleotide? Adenosine is uh, one, of the <clears throat> one of the large protein chemicals that goes into making up our our RNA and our DNA, our RNA and our DNA, our genetic material. <clears throat> this virus is an RNA virus. RNA, <coughs> excuse me, carries the message from the DNA in the nucleus of the cell out to the periphery of the cell where it uh, attaches to ribosomes and then proteins are hooked onto it to make uh, the protein that the RNA encodes for. So if you think of the RNA and the DNA, the RNA is the negative of the DNA. You know how we used to take pictures and we'd have a positive and a negative? Ken, you remember that? Sure, you, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you've seen x-rays of yourself, I'm sure, when what you're looking at is a negative. So when, when we look at it, we doctors look at an x-ray, we're looking at the negative of, of, your, of your chest or your arm or whatever. So the negative, the, the RNA is actually the negative because it lays down on the DNA and it, as it peels off, it's the mirror image. And if you, if you see a mirror image of your hands, you can say, well, when I hold them up in my face with, with the palms towards me, they look exactly the same. Now turn them over and put your right hand on top of your left hand, Ken. Okay. How's that look? That doesn't fit. Nope. <laughs> so you have to make... Uh, you have to make uh, another copy of your right hand so that it will fit right on top of your left hand. So it'll be the same. So that's, that's what you get. You get a mirror image with the RNA and the RNA is the, uh, the messenger and the, uh, the transmitter of the information so that the proteins are laid down and you make a new protein and the proteins are necessary to make the little viruses and the little viruses are made up of genetic material and proteins, just like you and me, and they have a capsule around them, and they have these little spikes on them that attach to our body, uh, to the cells in our body, the S protein, and that's how they get in. So remdesivir, it, it disrupts this, and it, it does so by uh, getting in there as remdesivir triphosphate, and this will inhibit the activity, the 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 reproduction of the little viral particles inside of our cells, but it doesn't work very well on our own DNA and our own RNA. So it interferes with one of the enzymes and it seems to have a predilection for these little viruses and their enzyme. They, they need these enzymes to, to get the proteins together to make more copies of themselves. So that's how that works. And it's a, uh, it's a very, uh, very, well-engineered drug. It has great activity against the, uh, the coronavirus, the COVID virus, whatever you want to call it. And we have been using it since early March at our hospital. We only use it if you're 
really sick, you have to have your oxygen levels below a certain a certain range, and uh, you have to have symptoms that uh, meet the criteria because, of course, it's not cheap, and we don't want to give you medication if you don't need it, if you can fight this off with the other things that we have. Now, the one thing I will criticize the president on <coughs> is succumbing to the political pressure to stop taking his Plaquenil, hydroxychloroquine. Ken, this is a good uh, preventative medication. As you know, I've been taking it since early March. We ordered, I don't know, five bottles of 100 tablets each. And I've been taking a tablet every other day. And uh, it, it's been shown both in the lab and in human studies to have some antiviral effects. Now, will it cure it if you're really sick? No, we know that now. But what we do know is that as a treatment for the mild disease, and there are a lot of doctors around the country that are using this, and I've talked to dozens and seen people on TV who are using it. Uh, we give this along with azithromycin and uh, corticosteroids, cortisone, dexamethasone, or prednisone, and um, some something to stop the coagulation process. You know, we can use Xeralto or uh, Eliquis or even Plavix and aspirin, and take a baby aspirin too every day. That will help uh, cut down on your chances of getting really sick with this. At any rate, the president succumbed to the pressure from the left and probably from some of his own staff members to stop taking the Plaquenil. Why'd you do that, Mr. President? Well, actually, it's going to turn out very well because him getting sick and now taking all of these medications, this cocktail of medications, and getting over it immediately and he'll be back at work next week, is going to ensure his re-election. Is there? I'm, I'm, I hope so. I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure of it, because what, what argument they have? The economy's doing great. We know how to treat this bug. We've got a vaccine that's almost here. I mean, it's, it's, it's already made. There's hundreds of millions of doses around the world that are made. We're just waiting for the various FDAs to release it for, for use. Our FDA is a little slower than everybody else's. <clears throat> not because they're uh, less intelligent or less efficient, but because of the, the whole thing with thalidomide back in the 60s, and that made that made our, our, our FDA uh, more gun-shy, so they like more data and more research. But we got to get this out. Russia already, out. Russia already has theirs out there. In the Russia, China, Venezuela, Taiwan, China, yeah. Taiwan, they're giving, a, they're giving it to their, their frontline workers, and... Uh, course i'm sure the, the the communist party members the higher ups they all got it <coughs> and same with uh putin and his gang well when it's ready you here know. doc and i are first and second in line so keep that in mind yes folks. sir I, listen if i'm if i'm first and you're second i'll let you go ahead of me i'll let your wife go second if she wants it uh, <laughs> hell she won't take it oh, i'm sorry to hear that <laughs> No, she probably will if I'll take it. She'll I would say, think so. Are yeah. you going to take it? I want to do what you do. You're my man. <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, we've been using Plaquenil for years, for decades, against uh, the uh, the malaria bug, Plasmodium. And we know that it alters the pH in the cell, and we know that it uh, inhibits some of the reproduction. The uh, We think that it actually works on the RNA or the DNA. So we know that this works, and, and we've been using it for a long time, and I think it's important that people realize that uh, this, is not, uh, this is not hokum that Trump made up. And he did 
listened to, and I'm sure he read some of the, at least the, the abstracts of some of the studies on this. But then you've got people like Fauci who have never practiced medicine. They don't see what I see. They don't see what the infectious disease doctors see. They don't see what uh, the pulmonary guys or the critical care guys see. And uh, so I'm not sure that he's the person to be talking uh, as our spokesman and leading this through this. As you know, I've been critical of him from the get-go, Ken. So Yes. I was just wondering, though, you've been a, an advocate of wearing masks since day one. I mean, you were like the first one to say, get on a mask. Oh, yeah. And, these, and you're not, you're not saying important. that now because we can treat it, we should not be doing that anymore. The mask is still important, is it not? The mask is still very important. Uh, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that although 99.999% of the people who get this are not going to uh, have a problem, they're not going to die from this, there's still a small percentage of people uh, who are highly susceptible, who have lung disease or heart conditions or they're elderly uh, or they're infirmed or they have autoimmune diseases. And so uh, as a as a uh, gesture of fellowship to them, you should wear a mask in case you've got it and you don't know it because you don't want to give it to somebody else. So if you're out and about and uh, you're going into stores, restaurants, et cetera, I suggest you wear a mask. Now, if you're at high risk and you want to go out to eat, please eat outside where there's a little breeze because this will break up the uh, the little micro droplets that people cough and sneeze out. And uh, that's an excellent way to enjoy yourself and still protect yourself. And even now, when we go out, I wear a mask uh, if we're eating outdoors. And I'll, if the waiter or waitress or somebody doesn't have on a mask and they're coming towards me, I put my mask right back on. So I think it's very important. Uh, this is a very simple, cheap, uh, efficient way to block spread of this virus is to just block the the, uh, the cough and nasal spray coming out of us that has some micro droplets. And that's where the, the virus clings to. It's not a free floating entity. You know, viruses are so small that even if they had wings, it'd probably take them a year to go one millimeter. <laughs> Well, I mean, my, worry, my worry is that the president's going to recover from this so quickly and he'll be back on the campaign trail and looking nice and healthy. People are going to start saying, well, look, at this is nothing. I don't need a mask anymore. And that's just not true right now. That's not true. You need to wear your mask. Uh, but I don't want people to be panicked and to think that if they get the virus, they're going to die. Hmm. You're not going to die. If you come in early, if you, if you call me or get into the emergency room or your doctor, I'm at 727-384. 6411-727-384-6411. You don't even have to come to the office. I can see you over the phone and we can get your vital signs and, and uh, get some things done. If we need labs, we can send the laboratory to you, to your home. And I can, tra I treated a guy, I treated a doctor in Atlanta a few months back. Can you believe that? That's amazing what you guys can do today. It really is. I know. And my arms were so stretched. So <laughs> they were, they hurt for weeks. That's a long reach. You're right. Yeah, and you should have seen that stethoscope. It was like 300 miles long. <laughs> it took a half an hour for the sound to get back here. <laughs> but we can do all kinds of great things for you. And uh, although most people are not going to take Plaquenil, I will say this to those of you who are at high risk and uh, are concerned. I think Plaquenil is a good uh, preventative. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's being proactive. And I tell you, I've been taking it since early March. My sisters all laughed at me. Oh, you're just taking it because Trump's taking it. I said I was taking it away before Trump started or even knew what it was. And I'm taking it way after Trump got sick and got over it. So 
Don't listen to all of that hoo-ha. Now, what about zinc? Can we know zinc has antiviral activity? You, you remember Zycam? You remember that stuff? He I do, yes, you know? right. Mm -hmm. And then they took it off the market because some weenie said that he lost his sense of smell. By the way, viruses can make you lose your sense of smell, too. So the lawyers got in on that one, and they sued Zycam. But I think they still make a, a, an oral lozenger that you can suck on. I used it. I used the Zycam. I sprayed that stuff right up my nose. And uh, we know that, that zinc has some antiviral properties. It will bind to some of the proteins, and it will also aid some of the antibodies that we make in our body by helping out. If you don't have enough zinc, you, we need zinc to cross-bind some of the proteins to shape them into the right size of, of an antibody. <clears throat> so it does work. Vitamin C, uh, you know, that's been floating around ever since Linus Pauling brought it up. I don't know that it does anything, but the uh, infectious disease doctors, they glummed onto this early, and they're all pushing that. So use it. It can't hurt. <clears throat> and then we are also using antibiotics like azithromycin because we know that secondary infections can occur anytime you have inflammation in your lungs, and we don't want you to get a secondary atypical pneumonia bacterial pneumonia, which could be the end of you. And that's what happened in the great flu epidemic in the 1918 and 19 era is that people not only caught the flu, but they caught Haemophilus influenza. And when the doctors finally figured out what it was, it was a Haemophilus bacteria that caused a secondary pneumonia. And they named it influenza because it was associated with the influenza pan pandemic in the 1918 and 1919 era. So there you go. So We've, we've got a whole host, a whole armamentarium of things that we're using. We know that this virus causes a, a clotting reaction in the body, so we give anti-clotting agents like uh, Eliquis and Xeralto. The older ones are heparin, and we also in the hospital use uh, Lovenox, which is a shorter-acting injected uh, medication, and as well as heparin, the old-time. Lovenox is a, a highly purified form of heparin that we use. So these are some of the things that we're using. This is how it works. <coughs> and uh, <clears throat> the president is doing extremely well. So if you hear from the left that we don't have treatment and that you're going to die, that is nothing but a lie. It's a lie, Ken. Well, we, we wish you're right. We hope the president gets well as quickly as possible. we got to get him back out there on the campaign trail, definitely for the debates. I would like to hope. Hopefully he'll be back for the debates. Oh, he'll be back for the debates. <clears throat> and I think that it's going to be hard for Biden to attack him on this now and say, you haven't done anything uh, about the virus. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know. And now, <laughs> uh, you know what? I hope that he studies the, the data that I look at. You know, it's very simple to find. You can go to the CDC and they have the, the weekly death rates and the total death rates, the death rates by state, the number of people that have it. And you can quickly calculate the mortality rate based on the number of people that have tested positive. And you got to know that there's a lot of people that have the virus or had it, and they never went and got tested. So you can probably add another 30 or 40 percent to the numbers of people who have actually tested positive for the virus. And having the virus doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get sick or you might have just a minor cold. By the way, you know, it's a cold virus. It's a super duper on steroid cold virus, and uh, you gotta you gotta love it uh, that that now one more th 
one more little puff of air from the left is being taken out of the sails of their uh, hate campaign. <clears throat> and I got I to gotta say, I've been really impressed that the president has not really been much on the hate side of the campaign. He has not, I didn't hear him call Biden uh, uh, stupid or an idiot or tell him to shut up. Did you hear any of that? Not a word from the, from the president, no. No, I mean, he said, I, you're crooked, but that's that's a, a statement of of legal fact and you know the senate is now investigating all that and i hear they're going to call hunter biden in for um testimony did you hear that i have yeah yeah he's been in he's been in politics for 47 years there's got to be something there somewhere where the word crooked would apply <clears throat> yeah and uh you know you don't get rich in, in government unless you're that's right <laughs> either you either write a book like the Clintons did, because they ran out of all the crooked money they made on, on uh, Whitewater and <laughs> and Hillary playing insider information in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, markets. So they they had used up all their money on legal fees to fight the uh, the uh, big deal when he lied to the federal judge under oath about. Monica Lewinsky and all that. Remember when, who was it that sued him? What was her name? Over Jennifer Monica. Flowers. Jennifer, Jennifer Flowers. Flowers. That's, I have a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And Jennifer Flowers sued him and uh, won. Yeah. And won. And he, under oath, uh, you know, people think that he was, he was impeached because he had an extramarital affair. No, no, no. Nobody. No, no. He was impeached because... He, in a, in a sworn affidavit, a sworn uh, um, testimony, you know, they, they, they took his, uh, his testimony. Uh, he swore that he never had sex with Monica Lewinsky. Well, that got Monica Lewinsky all huffy with her girlfriend. You know, you don't, you don't do that. <laughs> you, you don't lie about that. I mean, you lie when they don't want anybody to know and when they want somebody to know, you better tell the truth. There so, you go. That's right. And you, and you better, you better have a, have a whole panel of women telling you how to do it. Cause we guys, we don't know. <laughs> do you want me to brag or not? <laughs> you, well, you don't brag about having sex with your girlfriend, but you can, it's okay. I think to say that your wife's a great lover. I don't know. It's, that, that, that's, that's a good thing. So, and, you know, you don't take pictures of them when they're not all dolled up and pretty. That's for sure. That's for sure. I learned that one no. the hard way. Don't do that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Do not do that. <laughs> no. You will get yourself in trouble. And here's the best story I heard. There's an underwater photographer that has worked for uh, Nat Geo and a bunch of other magazines and and, uh, and uh, television shows. And he was filming some uh, some tiger sharks that had gotten into a fight over some food and the female had gotten herself hurt and she was backed off and she was about 30, 40, 50 feet away from him. And she was all beat up and scraped. And he decided he'd grab a picture of her. She wasn't paying attention to him. He snapped a picture of her and within a second. She was over there and ripped that camera right out of his <laughs> arm, took a big chunk out of it. So this is not just humans. You know, this is all species. <laughs> You do not want to get the women when they're not looking good and take a picture of them. They don't like that at all. So we're getting close to the end of the show. I think it's been a fun show. I don't know about you. What do you think? Did we hit some targets here today? Oh, we were very informative today, I thought. Absolutely. 
Good. I'm loving it. And I appreciate you being there, Ken. Where's Joe today? Is he in the studio? Oh, he's hanging around. He's, he's hanging here and there. Is he in good health? I mean, do I need to he's call him? He's looking good. No, he's looking good. Okay, let you let me know because I don't want anybody at the station sick. I want everybody up and healthy. By the way, when I started saying wear a mask, Barb told everybody at the station, she told me, no, they, they can't wear a mask. I said, why not? She said, because the CDC.